0: With us today is Mario Economo, a banker who uh, in, worked in, in United States and Europe, and uh, he's going to give us an update on what the heck is going on in uh, Europe. Uh, Mario, uh, give us an update. Uh, we have a little bit of chaos going on in Washington right now. Uh, give us the European perspective.
1: Yes, uh, good morning, Cats Roundtable. So you're right, there is some chaos going on in Washington, but Europe's not far behind. They recently just had this past week a conference in Granada, Spain, where the various ministers and prime ministers showed up from around the European Union, and the topic was, of course, immigration, or rather migration, how to get a hold on the uncontrolled levels of uh, immigration that are happening into Europe, across from Africa, and from Asia and the Middle East. And they walked away with an agreement, uh, which now needs to be passed in the European Parliament, but as well as in every uh... european countries parliament as well now it's going to be interesting to see what happens because certain countries poland for example being one have an election next weekend uh... and uh... they obviously are very much against any form of immigration or immigration reform basically they do not want any immigrants to be allowed in germany itself will also be having some regional elections next week and it looks like the far-right afd party is going to win those. And if you recall, the three pillars they stand on is to leave the European Union, no more immigration into Germany, and to resume ties with Russia. There was recently an election last week in Slovakia, and the person that won, although he's in the process of having to create a government now, is an individual also who's very much against Europe, and he believes in strong relations with Russia as well. He's against the Ukrainian war, And he said the first thing he's going to do when he forms a government is to stop immediate aid to the Ukraine. Now, that's important because Slovakia has been one of the largest suppliers of weapon systems to the Ukraine. So this is now presenting headaches for Europe as well, because when you have many countries, many of them themselves, former Eastern Bloc countries, Poland, Hungary, Slovakia, standing up and saying, we really don't want more Europe, we definitely don't want any immigration into our countries from uh, Africa or the Middle East, and we'd like to resume ties with Russia, you're going to see Europe actually splitting down the middle. Now, the immigration thing is important, uh, Mr. Katsimatidis, because we've seen in Sweden the army now is being called into the streets, and that may sound crazy, but the reality is there's been a tremendous amount of gang violence in Sweden. You had touched upon this, if you recall, a couple of months ago, and it's gotten to the point now where it's out of control, and innocent bystanders are essentially being gunned down in the street. So the Swedish uh, government has decided to send the army into Sweden, Sweden. Into the cities, Innocent
0: bystanders are being gunned down in the streets in Sweden?
1: Uh, yes. There are certain parts of Sweden and certain cities uh, which uh, renegade gangs have essentially taken over. And many of the people are coming from countries that really, uh, at the age they're coming into Sweden, have never really experienced anything but wars in their home countries. So uh, they're not assimilating into the culture of Sweden, and they're essentially taking advantage of the various laws that have been set up to protect them. Uh, Italy, at the recent conference in Malta, uh, is maintaining a strong stance against any type of immigration. Uh, Greece, of course, has its own problems. The government itself had announced a couple of weeks ago that they wanted to legalize uh, 300,000, roughly 300,000 people who were in the country illegally. But there was a rather vocal outcry from members of the political party that actually runs the government, uh, and the government, the prime minister, essentially backtracked on that idea. But the reality is, if you look across Europe at the moment, nobody wants any more immigration into Europe. And notwithstanding what Brussels is saying and the European Commission is saying and various governments that support immigration are saying, the people themselves are against it. They do not want it anymore. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
0: which countries, you know, there was talk that Germany is in tougher shape than uh, than people imagined. Uh, are they in uh, in uh, rougher shape than people imagined?
1: Yes, they are. Germany is not doing well, and Germany will mo- more likely than not slip into a recession. France, in fact, has actually reached out to Germany, and this points to the longer-term strategic problem that Europe has, the fact that it has no energy sources, uh, the idea that Europe's going to be able to generate enough energy off of wind turbines and solar is just pie in the sky. It's not going to happen. I mean, if they want to have an economy in Europe, which is based on uh, people sitting at home watching Netflix and occasionally going to work, then yes. But if you want to have industry, you want to have large-scale industrial production, things like manufacturing cars, refrigerators, uh, televisions, uh, heavy industry, which involves metals and um, steel, for example, you need a lot of energy, and they're not going to be getting that from um, solar and wind. So France has actually reached out to Germany, and it's trying to get Germany back on board to, uh, with respect to nuclear energy. So we'll have to see how that plays out. I'd like to say a couple of more things, too. In Italy, the government there has actually in the last week announced that they're going to essentially be putting a 10% price reduction across the board on basic goods. Uh, They're getting a tremendous backlash. People are very unhappy. Inflation continues to run rampant across uh, Europe. Well, a funny thing happened,
0: uh, Mario, a funny thing happened in the last uh, three, four days. Oil went down $10 a barrel. I guess they... uh, Uh, something's up at a very high level in the world for that to happen. What say you on that? And uh, we got about 30 seconds left.
1: How how about the fact that there's been a tremendous decrease in consumption? Because people can't afford to buy things. So the less people can afford to buy, the less companies have to manufacture. So what they're basically doing is they're essentially having people uh, go to bed hungry. And I'm not trying to be a populist here, and I'm not trying to – you know, get people to say, well, ah, I think yes, there's more
0: There's more involved, uh, something is more involved than that. And uh, I think it, it, it's decisions on what they're going to do with interest rates. And and uh, if oil is $96, they have no choice but to raise interest rates, which will bankrupt the rest of the country.
1: Yes, but the problem with that, though, Mr. Katsimatidis, is how do you actually put more oil in the market in order to bring the price down? Um, if the U.S. isn't putting it out there, I doubt the Russians are and the Saudis are. They want to keep oil, like you've always said, at $100 or more. So I'm not sure who's flooding the market with oil. Uh, let's just close with Mario, one I'm thing out of time.
0: You got, go ahead. Give me, uh, give me a few seconds. Yeah, I
1: just want to close with one very interesting thing today, which is going to be interesting for Americans who are planning on going to the Olympics in France. France has a tremendous bed bug problem. Uh, so much so that the government has actually announced rather extreme measures to tackle bed bugs not only in hotels, but also on public transport, at movie theaters, and in various other public indoor uh, venues. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they can actually stop bed bugs, which uh, are proving to be a real scourge. Thank for you. For the city of Paris, but also for all of France.
0: Thank you, Mario Konomo. We'll catch up again real soon, and uh, God bless you and... Uh... And I pray for the people of the world. Thank you. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up.